Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At bluenile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. It's the Luke and Pete Show! Whoa! And we're back for more Luke and Pete Show fun. It is a Monday, and uh, basically every Monday I ask you how your weekend has been. <laughs> uh, but I'm, I'm going to tell you how my weekend has been, Lukey Moore. Go on. I am the proud owner. Check that out. Did you buy a pub? No, I didn't buy a pub. <laughs> I didn't buy a pub. Okay, what's this? Sunspot. Sunspot. What is it? I don't know what it is. You know when you go to the arcades and you get all of the tokens? 227 tickets. For being really good at the coconut shy. Yeah. Uh, and then you put them in the machine and the the, the machine <laughs> chops them up yeah. and uh, yeah you uh, complete waste of paper complete yeah. waste of money um, and you get a little receipt and basically I'm going to sit on that baby Cash until in. I've got to wait and wait and wait because I keep on going to the arcades and I only ever get like 200 tickets maximum and yeah. I'm very good at the coconut shy very very good at yeah. the basketball game and very very good at the bowling game as well and I get loads and loads of tickets and I exchange them for those little receipts and I always lose them but I'm duty bound Luke Moore I'm going to keep hold of those little receipts yeah. and you and me baby that, well, are going to have a bear that's <laughs> the, a little bear that's the best explanation of NFTs I've ever heard <laughs> it is kind of like NFTs that's very it? Yeah. very clear for people listening that, they'll think I don't know what an NFT is yeah. but now they know if you go to the arcade you're good at a game you and get a certain amount of tickets, and that's how much your NFTs are worth. And very much uh, NFTs are quite carny in their uh, in their creation. Aren't can I, they, can so? I ask what you were doing at the Sunspot Arcade at three thirty four a.m.? <laughs> it was not at three thirty four a.m. You big liar! But it says the tickets are the validity. It runs from the fourteenth of the ninth, two thousand and eighteen, yeah. to the twenty third, twenty twenty five. Why bother putting them on? Nah, no point. Why, why have you got two thousand and eighteen? What, what, so if I were to walk into that particular arcade, mm. the Sunspot Arcade, yeah. which I presume is in Leon C or yes, South End. that's the South End. South yeah. End, okay. Yeah. If I were to walk in there at any point, would I see you stand at the back in the corner leaning against the wall with a... Talk to kids. A can, a can of Rio, burping, <laughs> just burping away. <laughs> oh, Pretty saying, much, yeah. Are you, are you, um, is that, are you Cheeky Pete from Exit <laughs> and, and you go... Oh, that's a name I haven't heard. <laughs> I don't think you are good at the basketball game. That's the only issue I've got here. I think okay. you're probably good at other stuff. I don't reckon you are good at the basketball game. I reckon I you mean, like Machine Gun Kelly. Did I, you see that video? No. Was he really bad at it? Yeah. Machine Gun Kelly. He's tall. Kind of, he should be able to yeah. be good at basketball. And he's got no? tattoos. And he's got tattoos, so, yeah. Some kind of celebrity MVP 
kind of no, well, it was like an all star game type thing. Right, okay. And he was and, absolute dog top. Well, well, someone's cut together a video of his low lights, <laughs> which makes him like the world's shittest basketball player. I'm right. sure it was a bit more nuanced than that. Yeah. But that's how I imagine you. Right. Well, he's kind of like, um, he's an interesting chap. I don't know any of his music, but um, from from a, uh, a vantage point that I have no interest in his, his music or, or any uh, knowledge of it, is he sounds like, um, he, he looks like he might be sounding a little bit like Youngblood. <laughs> Yeah, I've never heard of his music. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, his is toss. I mean, it's pop music, but it's like he's got he wears a dress sometimes and puts uh, eyeliner on. But um, with Machine Gun Kelly, it kind of he strikes me as being one of those rappers who 15 years ago would have been a ska punker. Yeah, maybe. You don't think? Yeah, a lot of a lot of like the modern kind of day glow coloured kind of um, colourful rap rappers as, yeah, yeah. kind of make me think that they used to be they would have gone into the whole uh, rock or, well, do you or remember, punk rock do you remember there was a band called Brother who changed their name to Viva Brother a little bit and, yeah. I, and I heard them and I was mm. like that Marcus will like them and mm. I passed them on to Marcus yeah. he was like oh no I don't know if I will like them and he did really like them Yeah. Uh, the point being that um, they were kind of a, they were like a Britpop revival band Okay. and um, they got a lot of press and people liked them um, fuck knows why but they did and <laughs> Then it turned out they used to be like a emo band called Kill the Arcade. Okay. And it hadn't worked for them. Yeah. And they they just tore the rule book up, guilty, get a new rule book, <laughs> started dressing as Brit Poppers and became brother and became actually, on their own terms, quite, quite successful good, right? for yeah, a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not going to say good. Quite <laughs> successful for a while. Interesting. But it is... So it probably does happen more than you think, this kind of thing. It's quite cynical, isn't it? It's kind of like, um, I think, who was saying... That Guy Garvey said you shouldn't. Guy Garvey said you shouldn't um, just dick about with genres because you're not giving the respect that your own genre is due. Which I think is a bit, bit of a. He's a bit of an uncle at a wedding, though, isn't he? Do you know what I mean? Right. Yeah, he's a bit. He's you're a bit right. like. I understand. Welcome what, I, to my room. I got some records to play for you. That is a thing that people say. Oh, mm. you just need to, oh, don't take stuff too serious. Would be my because I used to be very serious about stuff like that when I was right. young. Yeah, and I kind of feel a bit cringe about it now. I um I just I, like what you like. Don't worry about it. I won't play it on here, but there's a guy who has gone through uh, the entirety of OK Computer um, and recreated it using just voices and were and um, sounds from his mouth. But it, but the in a, whole in a, in a serious way. Thing. In a se- well, about as serious as you can when you when you're going. Uh, what, at some that's point, a really bad example because that part of OK Computer is with the mouth. Anyway. Is with the mouth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, He's literally going, and he's going, like in the background and stuff. It's just all built with his mouth. At some point, his dad comes in, what, what are you what doing? Are you doing? <laughs> and he's just doing every, no, little, alone, dad. every little guitar part, every little synth part, every little drum part he's doing with his mouth. And he, he does like the strokes, this is it, and all kinds of, or is this it? Which album? Is, is this it? Is this it? Yeah. This is that's the next album. Yeah. Is this it? This is oh, it. How you doing, kids? Yeah, I'm a, bit, I'm a, big, I'm a big Strokes fan. Oh, what an album This Is It is, eh? Oh, New York City Cars. Luke, I came out like 2000, didn't it? 2001. 2001. Yeah. Any yes. more, any more trivia, tri- trivia questions? So in my mind, you're literally just talking to kids of 2000 and you are a kid when, in the year 2000. Uh, some of the people who work at this company yeah. may not have been born. Disgusting. When that came out. Well, they can't work here anymore. <laughs> <laughs> that's, like that, that's not the only reason no. Some of this, it's illegal to employ people that young so they shouldn't <laughs> be here yeah, exactly. they shouldn't be oh, here yeah, yeah. Um, I wanted to talk to you I came into the studio today Peter fully yes. prepared to talk to you about that Danish goose parade yes okay 
which I only saw about two days ago. I hate to see Goose. I hate to see Goose stepping in a parade at any time. Yeah, but I think this. I think, but it's actual geese. It's actual There's geese. I think they're allowed to. <laughs> it's your loophole. Yeah, yeah. What, what, I saw loads of. Um, I saw loads of goose stepping down the main street um, <laughs> earlier today. Oh, that's bad, isn't it? That's so, bad. So like, the far right's resurgence. Like no, no, they, they were, no, it no, was just kind of the geese. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they were just geese. I, what I like about the goose parade, and those who haven't seen it, we, was, we, was, we shall certainly mm. share it on our social media. Yeah. What a difficult sentence that is. We um, shall certainly share it on our social media. So they're not kind can, of the geese. They, they look to me like grey geese. Right, okay. And um, I, they, 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 uh, They're kind of like the... Which, what commentator were we talking about in the ramble a little while ago who um, the picture made him look like he had a big bum? Oh, oh it's Jeff, uh, Shreves. Jeff Shreves, wasn't yeah. it? He, he, he had big Donald Trump energy, he didn't he? He had big Donald Trump bum energy. Yeah. But um, these geese definitely look like they've got a lot of junk in their goose trunk. Well, I would like someone who's listening to this show, who, who's maybe some kind of animal behaviourist, yeah. to tell us how that happens because they're all in great formation. They're mm-hmm. following the leader. Mm-hmm. They've got someone behind them walking behind them to make sure they stay. There's music going on. Yeah, yeah, but they're all, and it's a, it's an open street, so it's not closed the street off or whatever. Mm. And I don't, I know that some birds, particularly corvids, can be very intelligent and are certainly trainable. Here we go. I'm not, sure, I'm not sure this brings much to it. No, not really. <laughs> no, you can't, you can't really hear the uh, the goose honking. But, no, yeah. Uh, I'd like to know how they got them to do it. <laughs> what do you mean? Well, how you got you them think to... they'd be everywhere, wouldn't they? They love it though. They love. Like they love walking, they love shouting, they love walking, they but, love shouting. But if one of them saw a bit of bread on the other side that of the road, true, they're going to go, yeah. aren't they? That is true. Yeah, and you shouldn't yeah. feed birds bread anyway. Yeah, they'd be like, "I need to go into the card shop and get a card," because <laughs> they're walking down a high street, aren't they? They're yeah. Ah, oh, I need it. I need a protective cover for my Samsung. <laughs> they're going to be going into uh, fashiomania. They wouldn't use. A, they wouldn't use a Samsung, would they? Why they not? Hold it. That is true. What would they use then? Where, where are their ears? They couldn't even put a Bluetooth in. <laughs> they, they, um, there was this in just South Just fly End. over there. It's, it's really convenient. <laughs> you just fly there. They'll fly thousands of miles. Don't need a phone. <laughs> if you're a goose, yeah. right, you're flying from, to Canada. Yeah. That's nothing. Just so, fly around your mate's house. Yeah. I'm going to speak to so-and-so in Canada. All right. They're not going to call them. They're just going to fly there. <laughs> so they don't need it. <laughs> but like, I, I, um, again, to, the idea of a goose in a, in a phone shop amuses me. Um, there was a, there was a, like a, a light installation uh, sort of arty display in Southend a few weeks ago. Um, and I think it was kind of like designed to get people in the shops of a Saturday evening. Yeah, okay. right. Why, why so a Saturday evening? <clears throat> I don't really know. It was, it was on over the weekend and it's like, you know, on the, on the pier, the world's longest pier, um, it, had, um, it had like a load of like, it had these. Cards. It, it looked a bit NFT to me, but there was like a big display of uh, of, of cards, like uh, um, magic cards, uh, but with different designs on them, all lit up and stuff. And then on the yeah. trees, they had loads of like LEDs and stuff. Yeah. And then um, up and down, the, the, there was this really crap um, plastic uh, kind of lit up maze that was genuinely a piece of shit. I was human, <laughs> wasn't there? Um, it's like they'd got basically, you know, Pretemoji uh, during COVID, they had those big plastic um, sheets to protect you from the... And you, yeah. everyone had these plastic sheets. Yeah. It's like they'd reuse them, jigsawed them out a little bit and, uh, and, and put some lights through them. It's a terrible thing. Mm. But... Um, but the, the, so I, I presume it was like kind of there to stimulate a little bit of the, 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 the South End economy. <clears throat> now it's city status and all that. The only thing that was open was one peri-peri chicken shop and five <laughs> barbers. <laughs> oh, yeah. And a shop that sells phone covers. Yeah. I was like... 
you had the opportunity there to sell some shit there. Like, you yeah. could have gone down the shops, like a little evening, like, opening hours. Oh, but... Particularly if you were there. <laughs> you, you, had an oppor- you had an opportunity, from me specifically, to sell quite a lot of shit why, today. But why do, do um, a lot of, like, um, why do a lot of towns have, like, really late opening Turkish barbers? And there's never anyone in there. And it's kind of like... Well, I think a lot of, for a lot of different communities of, of various geographic locations... Oh, yeah, I, I know. Like, the the Barbers is like the social, yeah. the social hub, right? Not not in this case. Let me make that very clear. Well, did I'm, you I'm, say I'm, it's I'm, at the end of a fucking da- pier? I can understand if, if there's one in Brixton open, fine. But yeah. a Turkish barber in End, where nobody's in it and there's just a bloke on his phone... Is it at the end of the pier? There was five of them. No, it's not the end Because that's pier. not convenient. <laughs> no, but Pete, it might, just, it might just be that if you... The way I see it, I've, all, I've often thought this, about not just about barbers, but about any shop. If it's your shop and you live above it, which yeah. happens a lot, why not just hang out? Keep it fucking open. Because someone might need a haircut. Yeah, you know, exactly. I've made a tenner there, or 15 quid I or whatever. I guess that you were working, walking past a lot of reflective surfaces in the mirrors, so you probably like see your hair Kept going, seeing yourself shit. I, I would have, I, I'm pretty sure one of the fish and chip shops in West Norwood, mm. and, and, and there are several, mm. uh, one of them, so for, to protect the innocent, I won't name which one, <laughs> Right. It's a husband and wife couple, mm. and I'm pretty sure I live above it. Yeah, and they're never in there. And when you ding the dinger to go in the door, they just run down. Someone turns up. <laughs> I reckon they're probably upstairs watching. T- oh, I reckon they are. Why not? Yeah, yeah. Ding the dinger. I'll come down and throw something in the back in the in the, in in the, the fryer. In the hot oil. Yeah. Um, I don't go in there very often because the oil's old. What's old oil? <laughs> right. Tastes, like, tastes old. It sounds like they they've um, they've lost a bit of love for that particular. Job. It's they'll serve you in the ad break of Coronation Street. <laughs> yeah. You time well, it right. I've started kind of um, branching out a little bit with my fish and chip orders because you know I moved to the seaside. Of course you. You are. would expect them to have good fish and chips. I've not found that many shops that really turn it on when it comes. Do you to know fish I always chips. tease John because um, mm. he orders like obviously really obscure shit. Of yeah, fish rock. I yeah, love rock. Yeah. Please. Oh no, I like a. Uh, uh, sometimes say a fish I've never even heard of. <laughs> So, oh yeah, I'll wait. I'll wait till well, cook it. Well, those fish with the little light. On yeah, them. <laughs> you wait from the cook it, mate. You're gonna have to wait from the go to the fucking South Pacific. <laughs> by the sounds of it. Yeah. How, how do you branch out then? I ju- well, I, I've started getting like. <laughs> Luke, that's not started, branching out. That is branching out. Cod is what, standard, but Haddock is kind of like... If it's one uh, of the ones yeah. they've already got ready, it's not branching out. <laughs> right, okay. I don't know. Like, I, I, like they, they don't always have it ready, so Haddock's always one of the things that they uh, that they sort of throw in for specials, I think. Yeah. And yeah. Let, me talk to, let me talk to you about the South End. I'll always have a Wally, uh, Wally pickle, though. What's that? A little cucumber they put in. Oh, a, a gherkin. What's it called? You call it a Wally pickle. A wall, a is that the brand? Is it? Wally. Um, I saw the brand. Is it? Yeah, I saw a man making a um, a pickled gherkin. Um, what? Putting a, a cucumber in a jar of vinegar? Instantly in a vacuum. What now? Now I apologize. I can only apologize. Thank you. Carry you. on. Because obviously, uh, pickling is literally just uh, the t- space taken up with air or water is just basically replaced by vinegar. That's right. Science. That's what science. Um, and uh, if you do it in a vacuum. Yeah. Obviously, all the air is removed from the uh, from 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 the cucumber, and then and then you submerge it in vinegar, and then put the air back in, and then the instant the, instant just sucks up all of the uh, vinegar. Why are we not and you get I know, right? Where was that? Why are we not making for gherkins at pressure? Is that what the is that what the luck picking lawyer's up to now? <laughs> He's ranting but out, it, yeah. It's presumably expensive. It's an expensive process, but you, you're yeah. literally killing all the time it takes, though. It's, it's That's true. Yeah. How we go, look, gherkin manufacturers of the world, how important and how financially um, uh, expensive is your time? I don't really... So, so I like pickled onions 
to the yeah. point where I like making my own pickled onions, which I've right. talked to you about. Yeah. Uh, I make pink pickled onions all the time. In fact, I just finished a batch. That does sound like a euphemism. It's, I wish it was. I'm making pink pickled onions in the bath. If you think it's a euphemism, <laughs> just unfortunately, it's just me standing <laughs> in the kitchen with some cider vinegar, some orange juice, some right. chilies. Anyway, um, <laughs> I do I do like pickled onions, but I don't, I don't really like pickled eggs that much, and I don't like pickled gherkins either. Pickled eggs can be a little dry, I think. If you've got a bit of Tabasco on top or uh, paprika or something. But that's your answer to everything. Lovely. <laughs> exactly. Just solve everything with a bit of Tabasco. Sorry, I uh, interjected when I, you I talked South I, End Pier. Yeah, I wanted to say something that's possibly problematic. Right. Well, I'll do it anyway, okay. and you can decide whether it's problematic or not. I don't think it is the longest pier in the world. Wow. I just don't think it can be. Really? I just, in, it's over a mile. In the entire world. Apparently it's 2.1 kilometres long, yeah. um, which I'll be honest, I had no idea about. Um, but, <laughs> it, I mean, it is, there's a train that gets you up there, there's a train that gets you back, uh, and there's fuck all at the end of it. <laughs> I don't know why they bother. So it's just for, it would just be a nice walk to go there and back again. Yeah, yeah. And you sometimes see seals. Um, oh, nice. Sort of at, That's at, good. At the bottom. That's good. And I think there's a lifeboat. Um, place. The only thing I know about life, but... the only thing I know about South MP, and this is this tells you everything you need to know about me, and mm. you won't be surprised to hear this, mm. is that I know that it was used um, for some kind of purpose during the Second World War. Like it was closed off, right? It's used as like a, I think, a convenient kind of place to launch certain so, boats and stuff. So further on uh, near Shubariness. Uh, there's this massive construction that I think might even be longer than the pier that looks a bit like a pier, <clears throat> but it's like just this metal kind of metal and wood kind of like. Uh... It's not even a good lie, then, is it? <laughs> well, it's the longest pier in the well, world. Already... What's that just there? <laughs> it's not, but it's not a pier. It's just like this long kind of, you know, like those kind of, those fishermen in like in like um, rural like Malaysia and stuff, where they they look uh, on stilts in the sea. Yeah, you know, and they have these kind of like constructions. It looks a little bit like that, but apparently that was to uh, protect the Thames during the Cold War and they don't use it anymore but maybe they'll re- reinforce well, it yeah watch this space <laughs> yeah. and also they would use it to stop like ships getting in that didn't, shouldn't be there yeah. as well. oh yo ships get yeah. back here yeah because there was there was a famous story have you heard the story I mean just to relate it back to the town the seaside town I grew up in mm. have you heard the story of Buster Crab have you heard the story of Buster Crab sounds like a start for music yeah, it doesn't it <laughs> um, so Buster Crab um he, this was enemy of all crabs. This was like in the fifties, in the yeah. mid fifties, a Soviet um, ship um, docked in Portsmouth Dockyard in, mm. the, in like the mid fifties, mm. and um, Buster Crab was like um, a, na- a navy diver, <laughs> so right? Stupid. He's like a navy diver, right? And um, they said to him, Buster, get yourself down on the bottom of that Soviet ship and plant some shit on it, or take some photos of it, or whatever. Yeah, and um, so we get a good bit of intel, and then he's just never seen again. It's quite a famous story in Portsmouth. Right, okay. Well, um, he just he just never came back. Did he defect? Well, there's, there's lots of theories. One is that he was killed by the Soviets. One is that he was captured and brainwashed and right. then sent back as a double agent. Or probably just drowned. I mean, he was underwater for quite a long time. So <laughs> that, 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 that would probably be my first port He's of in call. David Jones' locker. Yeah, he might, yeah. Be, might well be in David Jones' locker. But anyway, he's quite a cool dude. I've got a picture of him here. Do you want to look at him? Yeah, I do. Pretty cool dude, like. Oh, he looks cool. Yeah, I like him. I'm just yeah. glad he was. He looks a bit like George Plimpton. You know who George Plimpton is. You'll have to you'll have to tell me who George Plimpton is. The greatest American sports writer ever. Right. George Plimpton, right? This is a fucking great. George mm. Plimpton's life is amazing, and I hope we've, we've probably just got time to squeeze this in. So, George <laughs> Plimpton writes loads of amazing sports books in um, the 20th century. So, <clears throat> I've told you about him before. He wrote, wrote a book called Paper Lion, where he pretended to be a quarterback for the Detroit Lions, and right. and, and, and the coaching staff knew about it, but none of the other players did. 
And so he, right. he joined the pre-season yeah. and, just, and just immersed themselves in like a gonzo journalist. Right. And he ended up playing a little bit as a fourth-choice quarterback in like a friendly yeah. pre-season game. That's risky, isn't it? Yeah, called Paper Lights. Really good book. Yeah. He also wrote a book called The Bogeyman where he joined the PGA Tour. Is this... I mean, I just sort of think that this might be... Um, why Newcastle United strikers uh, from, well, it could be from New Boonson. Zealand? He might be, yeah, <laughs> New Zealand striker. Could be some be. kind of book come out at some point about it. <laughs> but he, but he also um, so anyway, he did all this stuff. So he, he wrote a book called The Bogeyman. He also wrote a book where he um, I can't remember what it's called now, but he was an he was like a, he tried to become an NHL goaltender as well. Yeah, for some um, for some anyway. The, the thing is, that's also amazing about him is you might recognise him. People listening might recognise him because he's one of the talking heads in When We Were Kings, one of the great sport documentaries about the rumble in the jungle between yes. um, Ali and Foreman, right? Right. Uh, but also, weirdly, he was the first person um, to try and revive um, Robert Kennedy when he was assassinated at the Ambassador Hotel in LA. He just happened to be there because he was friends with him <laughs> and he was on the scene. He's one of these people who just had this amazing life, a mm. bit like, you know, uh, like a Walter Mitty type thing, but it was mm. actually real. Yeah. Uh, like a Forrest Gump type thing. Yeah. Um, anyway, yeah, he looks like Buster Crab. <laughs> That's it. Go to the break. Thank you very much. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to Eureka, the show that gets under the skin of science in a good way. I'm Rick Edwards. And I'm Dr. Michael Brooks. Not the kind of doctor who'd be able to help much if you're having like a heart attack. But if you're wondering about quantum physics or the theory of matter, he's your man. Well, probably. Every week we're asking a new puzzling question from the world of science and discovering the answer with the help of a world-leading expert. Like, will we ever talk to animals? They are definitely talking. You know, that's, again, a word that I would qualify because we usually mean that vocally. But in their own ways, they're talking to us every single day. Are face transplants the future of cosmetic surgery? Given that range of what's considered attractive, there's probably no point wanting to change your face to be more attractive if you follow science. And should we fear an alien invasion? 
if an imperialistic drive brings uh, other civilizations to us, then obviously it's not good news. But if it's scientific exploration, it may be good news. If you're interested in learning a little bit more about the weird, magnificent world around us, then this is the show for you. Eureka. Subscribe now and find us on Twitter at EurekaPod. New episodes every Wednesday. Eureka is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. We're back with more Looking uh, Pete Show. Now he said a different show. A lot of shows in my mind, a lot of shows in your mind. Talk about your new show, Luke. Welcome Crying out loud. You're talking about your new show. To the shows of my mind. <laughs> um, what? Um, where's my jetpack? Jetpack. Don't yeah. talk about jetpack. Um, you're not talking about it at all. It's a retro futuristic look at um, all the science, sci-fi we were promised in the 50s and 60s. This is all a chat I won't allow on Luke and Pete show about space and stuff. Yeah. Like, take it somewhere yeah, else. I found someone who gives a shit. <laughs> uh, Sarah Crudis is uh, the main host. I just yeah. help her out a bit. And um, it's 10 episodes and each episode is on a different kind of idea of futuristic technology that never yep. came to pass. So um, a flying car. It's, it's actually, it actually ranges from like quite interesting, like science fiction, like entertainment, like for example, like a flying car. Yeah. So like in the fifties, when you watched an eighties show set mm. in the eighties, everyone was flying around in cars, but they never yeah. turned out. So what's happening who, with flying cars now? Who killed the water car? Who yeah. killed the electric car? We didn't do the water car. No. Electric cars are quite obviously here, so yeah. we didn't have to do that. Yeah. That was a short ep. Didn't make the cut. <laughs> it's over uh, there. Yeah, yeah. Have you seen the new um, Teslas? Uh, the new Tesla pickup trucks? Let me finish this. All right. Uh, uh, things like interplanetary homes, interplanetary neighbours, yeah. all the things that maybe you were promised or thought would happen in the future that never happened. Yeah. Uh, I think George Jetson was born last year. The Jetsons are involved. Okay, good. George yeah. Jetsons were yeah. involved. Uh, George Jetson and his family were involved. Jane, his wife. Sarah um, Sarah presents it. It's called Where's My Jetpack? And it's mm. available on any uh, podcast app you want to use. Uh, it's well worth it. It's got lots of experts on it. I should say, look, we had some amazing guests on it, right? Mm. It was just me and Sarah talking, me asking her really stupid questions and her being patient and explaining them. <clears throat> but also, yeah. I'd be like, I'd ask her a question about when we're going to go to Mars. And she'd be like, well, let's find out. And who's that on the line? Buzz Aldrin's son. <laughs> she knows everyone. Wow. So Andy Aldrin's on it. Um, loads of really famous science are on it. So it's ever worth, worth listening to. Huh? Has he ever punched anyone? Well, Andy I Aldrin? I, I don't know if he's as hard as his dad. I hope he is. <laughs> but he's a very, he seems like a very nice man. So Smashing. anyway, it's called Where's My Jetpack? Fantastic. The artwork's amazing, by the way. It is, yeah. The artwork. Yeah, yeah. I know. What, what were you going to say about Tesla trucks? Um, the new Tesla trucks, I think they're in, you know, they're a big pickup truck, you know, like oh, Americans love their pickups. Yeah. Um, the Tesla made a pickup truck, uh, and, um, because of rules about what a car is, um, they've got for, for the windscreen, they've got to put these like, uh, windscreen wipers, right? But the windscreen wipers are fucking massive. They're like the height of me because the screen is so big. Right. Um, and, <clears throat> and the way it's been designed. The the uh, the Tesla pickup truck has to have these massive fucking um, uh, 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 windscreen wipers. They just look so stupid. What are you doing? Just thinking about windscreen wipers. I'm just thinking about windscreen yeah. wipers. Yeah, so because look, they um, <clears throat> so here's the size of the car. Yeah. That's the front of the car, and that's yeah. how big the windscreen wiper has what, to be what, because the screen is too but, big. But what do you what do you suggest as an alternative? <clears throat> Lasers. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> it's got to be bigger. No, it's not going to work. It's got to it? be big, but surely they could come up with a better fucking plan than that one big bloody windscreen wiper. What do you size of just the... a little toothbrush? <laughs> just doing that little bit. Just of the have bottom. a little. Just have a little vibrator of the of the of the uh, screen. What, so the vibrate it off? off. Yeah, that'd be nice. That'd be nice. That'd be really. That'd good. Be really Am nice, I right yeah. in saying that um, Elon Musk was professing? Support for that trucker protest in Canada, which is this mad conspiracy theory. Kind of <laughs> right, okay. 
um, and talking about how the truckers are the guys and showing solidarity, but at the same time developing driverless trucks. <laughs> because if that's true, that is amazing yeah. hypocrisy. Yeah, we. I, I don't think. I don't think he's got a. a, a um, a coherent thought in his head at the moment these days. Am I the only one who thinks that he hasn't got enough money? Because a lot of mm. people talk about how we don't need billionaires. It's a sign of a failing society. Yeah, I, I think we just. I think give him, him more. Give him more money. Give Keep him out the way. Kanye more money. Give um, uh, the, the Amazon guy more money. Bezos, uh, and then well, Tarzan. They'll, they'll, oh, just Bezos. Go, they'll just go in more insane. Just yeah, go, Tarzan. They'll they'll just go more and more insane. And you'll never see them again. Yeah, like it's just fine. Just Bezos don't need him. He just so apparently someone was saying that uh, you know like how Amazon um, um, TV, Amazon films, Amazon dramas and stuff um, are a bit of a they sort of pale in comparison to some of the Netflix um, you know first party stuff. You reckon? Yes. Okay. Well, just because of the drones, just because of the drone shots and the fucking music. <laughs> no, no, but like Netflix is celebrated for you know creating some good stuff. Amazon's kind of stuff is a bit bitty here and there. Stop hating on the Rooney Doc again. But they say that it's because Bezos um, put together this top ten list of what every TV show should have. That you know, can't be true. Honestly. He started off selling books he, out of his parents' garage. What the fuck does he know about that? That ain't, that ain't uh, true, is it? What, yeah, but I'm trying to... Be, what, they have to follow yeah. the rules? 12-step guide to uh, creating uh, television, effectively, to create iconic TV. Um, number one, a heroic protagonist who experiences growth and change. Uh, two, a compelling antagonist. I mean, these are basics, aren't they, yeah. really? Um, four, moral choices. <laughs> what happened to three? Uh, three was wish fulfilment. Uh, the protagonist either has hidden abilities such as superpowers or magic. It's number 12, and also you have to deliver it by tomorrow. <laughs> yes. Midday. Yeah. Uh, eight, humour. Nine, betrayal. Positive emotions. Love, joy, hope. Ten. Uh, number 11, negative emotions. Loss and sorrow. Twelve, violence. <laughs> <laughs> has he love- kind of, is that what he wanted for his factories? <laughs> I, love, I love the idea that he, he can only see anything through the lens of Amazon Prime. So like, there's some really like famous director on the line going, yeah, but Jeff, we can't do a TV show in a day. It takes longer than that. You can. You've got a million, you've got a five million pound budget. No, I can't do it in a day. Yeah. I can't find the actors and get them performing in a day. Yeah. I, I don't I don't believe that's true. I don't believe that people I don't believe that anyone thinks that Jeff Bezos can make a TV show like that. That's what they said. Look, I know what it takes to make a great show, Bezos said, the TV executive. Um this shouldn't be so hard. All of these iconic shows have basic things in common. And then he listed off the top of his head a list of things every show needs to be successful. So uh yeah. And and, and Amazon Studios executives had to send Bezos uh, regular updates on the projects and development that included spreadsheets describing how each show had each of these elements in them. <laughs> Fuck you now. You could, I mean, you could, you could, comp- you could explain that the Luca Pete show has all of these things. Right. Heroic protagonist, yeah. growth, growth and change, me. Yeah. yeah. Uh, a compelling antagonist, Luke. Yeah, you Luke. never change, but that's fair enough. Wish fulfillment, hidden abilities, such as very hidden. <laughs> which is what is our hidden ability? Well, it's so hidden, it's it's difficult to say. Um, What's five? Uh, five is diverse world building, <laughs> D- uh, different geographic landscapes. Sometimes I do it from home. Yeah. <laughs> For four, moral choices to say the bad thing or leave well, it in the show. Again. I'm moving back to four. Oh. Moral choices. Sometimes we say bad things. Yeah. Um, uh, six, urgency to watch next episode. Cliffhangers, battery brands. Why can't you read these in order? Number seven, civilizational high stakes. A global threat to humanity like alien invasion or a devastating pandemic. Well, look, every piece of media's got that now. We've been living it? through a pandemic. We've been living through it. Yeah. It, humour. We got that down. We got yeah. that locked. Number nine, betrayal. <laughs> It's coming soon. It's coming, baby. Sometimes we'll do the show with the people who aren't 
me or you. You've done it with Rick Edwards. I've done it with like Alex Zane and stuff. I, I? I'll say things that you think are a betrayal sometimes. Y- yeah, like okay, about yeah, you. Yeah, like yeah, you, don't, you don't want yeah. things to. The thing is, this is the. We should make this clear to our listeners. I'll sometimes say stuff that you don't want me to say about you. Yeah. But you are. You are also too lazy to get someone to edit it. True. So it'll yeah, just yeah, stay yeah. in. True. Yeah. Because you've got to go do something else. Yeah. Positive emotions, love, joy, and hope. Yeah, I think we got a bit of that. We got a bit of that. Negative emotions, uh, loss, sorrow. Um, the TV show Only Fuzz and Horses. Yeah. Um, and violence. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there's people getting their bits chopped off. Yeah, um, people hurting their hands. Have you're you ever quite, hurt your hands? You're quite conversationally violent. <laughs> what do you mean? It's like it's like a like the violence of the sea, just kind of like just just chaotic. Uh, you never know what word I'm going to use in the middle of a sentence that yeah. doesn't really need it. You you you'll 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 say something when you want me to like you did it last week. I can't remember exactly what you said now, but you 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 will say like you'll try and describe someone and you'll go, "Who's that bloke that did a shit on that other bloke's head?" <laughs> like, I don't know where to go with that. Hey, my dog's getting right kinky in his old age. I tell oh, you what, what's happened now? He's uh, he's treating his life like he's in a um, a Berlin sex club. He's uh, he's got a real penchant for walking behind big Alsatians when they're doing a piss and getting a bit on his head. <laughs> right, kinky, kinky bucko. <laughs> Do it on purpose. It seems to be. It seems he just seems to be, <laughs> and he's also peeing in the house. I think he's, be, he's getting into something. <coughs> you you told us stuff, last yeah. week about him peeing in the house because yeah. you got this new cleaner, right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, as uh, like a as like a, a shampoo, yeah. like a, hoover, a carpet shampoo. Mm. Like. Bloody hell! So keep, keep an eye on him. I know. If that's, that's what he's, he's into. Got... It's up to him, but it could be dangerous for him. He's been, <laughs> he's been on the internet, I think. Yeah, and uh, we didn't get yeah. any time for any emails this Fuck week. Fuck it. Oh, who cares? We got email. Look, we do got some on Thursday. Let's do something. But if you got something to say, if. You've been to a Berlin sex club? Let us know. I would actually like to know about the Berlin sex club. I find um, people who are into that sort of thing fascinating. You know Ryan um, Hun? Do you know Ryan? No. He does Stadio and uh, he does a load of other stuff. Good right, guy. Okay. He, he yeah. used to, um, he's with The Ringer. He used to oh, do, yes. um, he used to DJ at Burgoyne. That's not a sex club though, is it? Are you fucking mad? What do you mean? That's, I mean, but that's not their main thing, though, look is it? It's it just up. a... Fucking you look can't. it up. You can't. It's secret, mate. <laughs> you can't. You can't there, I'm me, sure though. there are crevices in different places that you get get up to all sorts, but it's not. That's not the design, but is parts, it? Parts of Burgoyne are. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go big here and say, are you be the world's most famous sex club? Well, so look it up. All right. And your double bluff isn't gonna work on me, Donaldson. I've seen your EasyJet ticket for tomorrow. Burgoyne. Yeah, you probably naughty, can't even spell it, can you? Naughty pictures. <laughs> Right, we're going to get out of here on that note. Hello at lukeandbeatshow.com for the emails, and we will try and read some out fuck on Thursday. It, fuck it, did spell it right, as well. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> you, you know what you'll see in there. <laughs> Whatever you see cannot be unseen. Wow. Um, at Luke and Pete Show on Twitter and Instagram. We will be back on Thursday where we'll get to some of your emails and we'll do some of your battery brands if Pete makes it through till the end of the week, uh, a, which what, we hope he does. What's a cocktail d'amour party? <laughs> and it's goodbye from me. <laughs> Luke and Pete Show is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. 
Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.